you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Happy whatever day it is while you're listening to this. I am so excited to be joined by Anthony Lario. If you've been listening, honestly, even in the last month or two, you know that he is one of our favorite guests and a good friend and just, I don't know, one of my favorite people in the world. Anthony, welcome back. Thank you, Abby, for having me. I love popping on The Real Moms. So we're going to talk all things Bravo, but you and I were just kind of discussing before we officially went on the record and you saw... Pamela Anderson in Chicago. And I know this is non-Bravo related. So if you guys don't care, you can fast forward a little bit, but I, I just want to hear more about her performance. What was it like? You said you were so close to her. Like, how does she look? Give us the tea. Oh, it was great. My, my boyfriend and I went to go see Chicago and uh, he had just gotten done to finish watching Pam and Tommy and I've always loved Pam Anderson and, and uh, such. And she was just, she embodied what Roxy Hart in Chicago was supposed to be. And the best part was that it just felt like everybody there was supportive of her. You know what I mean? Like everybody wanted her to succeed and she did it. So Marilyn Monroe esque, like with the baby voice. And you could tell she had really been trained to do this role. I'm looking at the playbill right now. I have it on my nightstand, but like, she was just trained to be Roxy, her facial expressions and the baby voice. And she stayed on key for all of her songs, which was amazing for somebody who's not a singer. You I know what say, I mean? She's not like classically trained to be a singer. That's amazing. No, but you could tell she did intense training for like broad, like it Broadway is so different than film. Like you have to speak at a higher vocal tonality and like, you have to make your face really big and, your movements and you, you know, she took it seriously. It seemed like, and it was like, she was inspired by Renee Zellweger's Roxy and also Marilyn Monroe. Like so good. We were so close to her too. And she was so tiny. Oh, really? She's so petite, like the tiniest thing ever. I think it's so wild when you see these people in like real life. Like I, I remember that even at BravoCon, that was like my biggest takeaway. I'm like, even the housewives were like people like, oh, they're average or, you know, like they're more normal size. And then you stand next to them. You're like, they are so small. Like, it's yeah, just so it's tiny. wild. Um, well, I like probably will not make it to see her, but I just am so like, I love a comeback. And I feel like she's so like, it's so perfect for her to have one, especially like with the, you know, the Hulu doc that yeah. come out and it was so well received. And I love that you're saying everyone supported her. Cause I feel like that's like the worst part sometimes with some of these people 
who are celebrities and they're so excited and they take it so seriously. And I feel like then like sometimes the audience doesn't always respond to them so well on Broadway. Totally. So I'm glad she had that moment. It was also her final performance. And so it was a Sunday night. We had booked our um, train for midnight back to Philadelphia. So we saw her Sunday night and everybody was like throwing flowers up on the Aww. stage at her. She got a standing ovation. She was crying during her final number. It was so good. Um, I've taken that midnight train when my dad lived in Philly um, from New York. That could be a podcast episode on its own. The things you oh see my God. on the last train out of New York. I was like, you know, little Midwest Abbey. I think I was like 21, never been to New York City. And that was like, we just, you know, did all the things and we t- were taking the train home. I was like, what the fuck is happening? It was kind of wild. Oh my God. We were wasted on the train. My boyfriend and I coming back like absolutely smashed <laughs> like it, it, but it's such a cozy night train though it is and it's a really easy ride i highly recommend like for anybody in the midwest it's like so like foreign to think about like taking trains everywhere because you just like we just don't have that option but yeah. it's like not scary at all it's just like great people watching that's what i would say um well yeah. i feel like i could talk to you forever but let's get into what's going on with bravo so we will start with beverly hills um okay i'm really struggling i wanted to love it because i really did like last season but i feel like just overall the women are talking in circles sutton i like can't understand like the sutton crystal thing it's like neither one of them really wants to say what was said or what was going on and then you've got rena and erica self-producing so bad like they're the way so they're hardcore to, yes i'm like i it's so annoying like i almost like don't want to watch yeah i mean here i agree with you last season was phenomenal i think that i'm still enjoying this season i do however feel like something is being cut around like i don't know if it's necessarily crystal or sutton's fault but it seems like the silences are longer than usual the dead air time is longer than usual. I think they're cutting around something. And I hate when shows do that. Like it almost feels like, remember the Adrian, her Adrian's yes. final season where they like cut around what it was. It's like, yeah, feels like, like that. Well, and that's why I keep wondering, like, was it, was more said than the whole thing about all the different kids in the pool and that they don't want to air it just because like, it could be so like problematic and triggering. Yeah. yeah. And so like, they're trying to cut around it. Like, I just feel like we're all missing something. And then originally I kind of liked Diana, but now I feel like she's been so coached by Rena to just like go after Sutton for no reason. Like she keeps being like, like in her interview, she's like, she's a vegetarian who eats bacon, who would trust her. It's like, I, I think she was being kind of cheeky and silly saying like, I'm a vegetarian, but I can't resist bacon. Like, I mean, I yeah. just think. Like she wasn't saying like I'm a hardcore animal rights activist, but I love bacon. Uh, I don't know. Like we don't then, need her. That's the whole no. thing. We don't need her. I completely agree. Um, I just don't think she, like she needs to be on. And then they kind of addressed her whole being like a the, the whole sex trafficking thing. And I don't know if it's going to come back up again. But we've been like flooded with DMs about her. Like this book. There's a lot of like crazy stories and if you go on reddit and look up stuff with like hayden pintier like there's some crazy shit about her book and i understand why she didn't want to talk about it but that was interesting they like address it but then like not really and then she's like but the truth is out there like well wait what is it so her 
book, Room 23, was supposed to be the way she positioned it was like this sex positive book. And it was a lot of people in lingerie or like women. It was all women. Um, and it was either like completely like topless, like Rena was topless or like lingerie, just very like supposed to be like sex, sexy, like empowering of women, own your sexuality, be proud of your body, show it off type of thing. But there's like a lot of like, just, you know, take everything on Reddit with a grain of salt, but there's like a lot of stories and weird things out there that like some of the more like up and coming actresses that were in there and Hayden Pintier is the one that's like really standing out to me because she gets called out a lot on Reddit um, that Diana actually kind of like used the book as almost like a way it was like almost like a catalog for some of these like some of her husband's like high powered businessmen to pick some of these girls that they like, yeah. And like, it's very like Epstein-ish, you know, just kind of like these people that are like powerful. And at the time she was married to, um, I think he was part of like Barclays, like bank, like super like high up there. Um, so she would have had connections to these people. Now, again, like take all this with a grain of salt, all alleged. I'm not saying this like is what happened, but there's a lot of shit out there about that. And so I was like, we're addressing the rumors, but then like it was so quickly taken away. And I felt like yeah. it was kind of shitty because Rena continually brings up the book. It's like she knows what she's doing. Yeah, but isn't Rena supposed to like love her? Yeah, but you know how Rena is. I mean, look how she yeah. treated she brought on Denise. Like, you know, she brings on these people and then quickly turns on them, which I'm very interested to see what Rena's story she tells and how she twists it. Cause she says that she, like in the next episode, we got the teaser and it said that she did reach out to Denise um, because Garcelle's having an event and she invite, invited Denise to attend it. Oh, is Denise going to come? I doubt it. I feel like if I was Denise, I'd be so done with that show there. She has nothing to gain. No, but no, I agree with you. And I also feel like I'm, I'm wondering what um, is going to happen. We were talking about cutting around stuff with this whole Kathy thing that allegedly happens mid season or end of season or like a lot of it sounds like it happened off camera. Like, are we going to cut around this? Like, what is it? And if, if they're going to cut around the whole thing, I'm not interested. I agree. Like, even if it's not on air, if it wasn't aired, cause I know they don't film them 24 seven. This isn't like summer house, Yeah. but if all the other women were upset about it and heard it, then like it needs to be discussed. And from what yeah. the rumors are, it was uh, like something that was said that was very homophobic. Like, I just feel like, you know, if we're going to like somewhat touch on these subjects, like show it and show it all the way through. Same with like the whole, I think part of the, everyone's issue with the Sutton and crystal thing is if what she said was the pool thing and that was it, not saying that that wasn't like, you know, it wasn't the best way of phrasing it, but why can't it be something where it's like, okay, like I messed up. Crystal explained to her why it's upsetting, you know, or like Garcelle explaining to Sutton, like why you need to see someone's color saying, I don't yeah. see color, like why that hurts somebody of color. Like, but like it can be learning moments. It doesn't always have to be like these deep, this person's terrible. Let's cancel them, fire them type of thing. And I feel like if yeah. you're dancing around it, it just leaves so much out to speculation. Yeah. So much out to speculation. And, um, that's the, that's like the worst thing is when it's speculative, like just say what it is because it can be a teaching moment. I ha- do, however, think that Sutton demonstrated last year that she was pretty averse to teaching moments. Like she, I remember the way that that conversation had happened was, 
you know, Crystal wasn't even directing it towards Sutton. She was just talking about her own experience with race and like racism and bigotry and Sutton responded like, I am not going to be a part of this conversation. Like, so Sutton kind of brought it on herself. It, I would not be surprised if something else was said. Now I do think Sutton maybe was going through a lot last year, it seemed. So maybe she'd be more open to the conversation this year, but it just feels like weird timing. Again, weird timing, like and everything I, on the show. I agree. This and the friend coming yeah. forward who was like, I was, you know, Sutton called her a Chinese girl. So I'm just using, you know, she was like, I was that Chinese girl she referenced. It turns out this girl's actually Korean, which like makes it even worse. worse. That's horrible. <laughs> like it's so terrible. Um, but like, I don't think Crystal was privy to that information. There's no way she would have known that the friend actually cut ties with the family. And there's like, I don't know, like, I feel like sometimes when these people come forward, I think obviously you need to listen to someone's story, especially if they feel like they've been a victim of something negative in any form, whether it's, you know, based off of race, uh, sexual orientation, all the things, all the above. But there's been like some things coming forward where people are like, maybe her story isn't a hundred percent true either way. I don't think crystal knew about it. What I think is really like where I'm having a really hard time is I love Garcelle. I think Garcelle does such a good job of the way she explains how certain things make her feel, why something that seems like a nothing statement can be triggering for her. Like when she talked about Kyle, you know, insinuating that Garcelle didn't pay and why that was upsetting for her. And she talked about the story about people being like, well, did you tip? Are you a good tipper? You know, like those type of things. Like it's something that maybe those of us who, you know, like myself, I don't think about those type of things. And I understand that's a privilege. And so I just, I love the way Garcelle talks about it, but I feel like if, if Garcelle ever heard Sutton truly say some of these things that like Crystal's kind of alluding, alluding to, like, it's so dark. And Crystal's even made statements saying like, it's more than just the pool comment. I don't, I don't think Garcelle would be someone that would like put up with and or associate with anyone who might be saying like overtly racist problematic comments no neither do i which is why it's all confusing i don't know i know it's a little confusing and also it seems like in real time she's really close to kathy so like that also makes me confused too so i don't know time will tell i'm basically though i'm like can we just get to like the meat of it and start stop dancing around these things and like Stop. Like if it's going to be another episode about like using the word dark, I'm, I'm done. Like, yeah. I think we got to, as Sutton would say, let the mouse go. Um, also, before we dive into like, too, it's, oh wait, you keep going. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, go. I was just going to say like, also like Garcelle, like we can't. And I think like that was like a big problem with like, you know, when Ebony came on for housewives of um, New York and people were like, well, why didn't she invite Bershawn? Cause she's in like, you know, she's a black woman. Like, isn't that being X, Y, and Z? I think we also have to be careful with like, not making Garcelle. Like I even find myself doing it. Like, well, why is she still friends with Kathy? But like, she can't be like the be all end all on like racism, just like right. Ebony can either. Like she's allowed to have friends who have done shitty things, like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, she can't always be the one that's like, has to be the one teaching everyone and telling everyone what's right and what's wrong. You know, like I feel like that's very unfair to be like, oh, because you are a person of color, please, please explain all of this to all of us all the time. Cause like, she's probably, I'm on vacation in Mexico too. Like she just wants to have fun and go shop and 
like hang out with like, you know, friends ish. Like she doesn't want to have to be like ha- always constantly like coaching everybody and making it be like a life lesson. Yeah. So, it's not fair to do that to her. And I a, find myself doing that sometimes. Like really good Ebony, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes too, we just assume like, Oh, like why aren't Crystal and Garcelle friends? They should be friends. They're both, you know, minorities. And it's like, okay, well, like, based off of that should we just assume that all the white housewives have to be friends because they're both yes, you know exactly. like it's like we can't but like we naturally like i naturally sometimes jump to those conclusions like originally when garcelle and crystal were fighting I'm like why aren't they together they should be like teaming up and it's like oh yeah wait, they like, have a shared bond and yeah like yeah they can have their own opinions yeah um all right well before we dive into dubai and atlanta we have a, l- a little bit of a commercial break and this podcast episode is being sponsored by BetterHelp. We often associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life, being a mom, a wife, a friend, an aunt, a son, daughter, uncle, can lead us to feeling burnt out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's go- going on and causing stress in your life. And the best thing about BetterHelp is that it is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even a live chat session. So if you don't want to talk to anybody on a camera, you don't have to. It's very affordable and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Real Moms of Bravo listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash real moms. That's betterhelp.com slash real moms. And then our final uh, little commercial for this is an ongoing partnership that we're really excited about with Organifi. I mean, I will be the first to admit, don't always love eating vegetables and you don't have to eat tons of them to get the nutrients and vitamins that you need to stay healthy. Organifi's green juice is an incredible superfood blend. It has nine times the protein of yogurt, 10 times the vitamin A is carrots, 15 times the potassium of bananas, 17 times the calcium of milk, and 12 times the vitamin C of oranges, all in one capsule. Uh, Real Moms of Bravo listeners can get um, 20% off their order by going to Organifi.com slash Real Moms. And Vanessa and I have both been enjoying all of the blends that they have. And you'll be hearing us talk about that more um, with this ongoing partnership. All right. Uh, for those of you that are fast forwarding <laughs> through the commercials, which I know people do on podcasts, we are now going to dive in to Dubai. And I'm struggling with this one too, Anthony. I, maybe I'm just going through a a funk with Bravo, but like, this feels so forced. There's things I like, but I feel like the whole Chanel, Ayan and Lisa, like trying so hard to create this divide with Caroline Stanberry. I just feel like this is, these women are trying to produce themselves and I, it never goes well, especially with the first season franchise when they try too hard. Yeah, I feel like we both share this similar sentiment, which is like, it might just be because we can tell when people have watched. I feel like Salt Lake City did a really good job of not making it evident that they were Housewives fans. Maybe Jen Shaw did, but like, I know that a lot of the girls in Dubai are saying that they haven't watched very much of Housewives or they only watched a while ago, but it just seems... I don't know. I know for a long time, the network has been trying to fit Caroline Stanberry in somewhere um and this is a place to do it it just all feels forced to me and it doesn't it feels like if you made an ai do a housewives <laughs> franchise yeah. oh my god that's like the best best way of putting it ever like yeah it just doesn't it feels like it's 
something's artificial, something's off with it. I do think Caroline Stanbury is meant for reality TV, even if she's overacting. It's like, I love her. Every time she takes like is on the camera and she's in a scene, she takes completely takes control. One thing I did notice and I loved about, and this is one difference of Dubai. I'm like, okay, this happened naturally. Some of the shade that they were throwing at Caroline over being an influencer where like every other franchise in the U S it's like the women are almost like jealous. They're like, Hey, I got this deal with so-and-so do you guys want to come to this party and get free, you know, um, cool sculpting. And Caroline Brooks was like, you know, Oh, like, you know, she gets things for free because she's, you know, an influencer and kind of like turned her nose at it. Like, you know, the rest of us just don't have to do that because we can afford it on our own. And then um, Lisa kind of saying, you know, I don't need her to show up to my party with her fake paid, you know, followers and likes. And it's like, wow, like I, that I did know like that. I was like, okay, more of this, please. Like, even though it's like shade and it's kind of mean, but like, I like the fact that like, this is a franchise where they're like, we don't really look at the influencer world or look at the way, like, as Rena would say, like hustle baby, like all the free shit, all the other housewives get like in Dubai, it's almost like, uh, well, if you were really rich and wealthy, you wouldn't need to do that kind of stuff. Like yeah, I kind of liked that interesting. difference. Yeah, no, totally. I, I noticed that a little bit too. It just like, I don't, I think that maybe the problem that I'm struggling with is the longevity of, of this. When I, whenever mm-hmm. I look at a housewives franchise, it's, I think about the longevity of it. I think geographically it's really far away to be immersive in the rest of the Bravo community. Yeah. And um, also, you know, as you're saying, they're trying to create the wedge with Caroline. It, it, I don't know, something about it feels just inauthentic. I agree. I, you can tell that most of these women didn't really know each other prior to filming. And I would suspect, honestly, that Caroline Stanbury hand selected them just because of how well she can kind of like pull a cast together. Like she did a great job with Ladies of London. Somehow that worked. And it was like almost flawless, but Dubai's missing that spark and that like, there's just something else to it. And I, but I do think that if any of these rumors are true and we're going to start seeing a housewife, you know, new franchise, whether it's Scottsdale, you know, Chicago, uh, what was the other one that they were talking about throwing out uh, Nashville, if any of those actually were to happen, I think the one thing you're going to run into, and it's the problem that we see when they bring on new housewives is even if they admit it or not, they've seen the show and they, yeah. like, they're going to try to play a part and they're all going to try to play somebody that they think the fans respel- respond well to. And I think that's the issue that we're running into with Dubai is that they're all trying to play this part. I love Chanel Ion, but she's so over the top. It's like, she like studied, you know, comebacks and shade and ways to like really kill it in a, you know, in her um, interviews and kind of her confessionals. But it feels like so overacted and Regardless, I like it. They, they know they're on reality TV. Like mm-hmm. even with like when Jersey started filming and they didn't know they were real housewives, in New Jersey at first, like they were just women being women in a certain yeah. geographical region. I think we've also lost the geographical component of it with housewives. Like, like each area had its own mark for a mm-hmm. specific reason. And I feel like, it's difficult for me to glorify Dubai with like, I know that their thing is, is like women are Queens here, but like, we know that that's not true. So right. like, <laughs> like, it's not true. It's tough for me to come up with a geographic, like love for it. Like 
I need to see women from here because I know how awful it is for women. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part, like a lot of people were really disappointed too. Cause like Dubai isn't the most, uh, welcoming of really any, um, other lifestyle. And so like, I do, like, I think it was an interesting place to pick because it's one where I think there are a lot of preconceived, you know, notions about what life is like there. And I, you know, Caroline Stanbury did address it in this interview that it's really, or this episode's really more about respect and you really can live like, you know, you would anywhere else. But I think, you know, for some people, that's not the case. Like, we're not going to have, like, the gay best friend on Real Housewives of Dubai because no person in Dubai, to my knowledge, and if I'm wrong, please feel free to DM us, but, like, no person is going to tell on national or international television that they're openly gay while living in Dubai because of the repercussions they could face. And so um, maybe that's part of it. It just feels like it's missing, like, a certain element to it. And, like, we had that with London where – I guess it's one of those things too, where it's like, they do have more, I guess, of a freedom and, um, and maybe in some ways, and this is maybe what we're going to run into with just having more international franchises. It felt like maybe like London just felt a little bit more relatable for most of us in the States where like, I just feels like so far out there, like to pay $1,200 have ice delivered to your pool. I know that's extra, but I'm also like, I don't know anybody who like their issue is their pool getting too hot. Yeah, Totally. I don't know. Totally. And again, I think like, but I, and that's like a prime example of like somebody trying to overact and overdo a scene, hoping that it goes viral and becomes something like more like than it really, yeah. yeah, that it needed to be. Um, so yeah, I'm giving, I'm going in with an open mind, but I just, I'm feeling like it's really overacted. And what's odd is in the beginning, I kind of liked it. I'm like, oh, these women are like, I knew the assignment. They're coming in hot. They're creating drama. And now I'm like, oh, like this feels like they're continuing to force a drama. This isn't something yeah. like, do they really not like each other? Or is it just a matter of like, this is good for TV? Yeah, totally. Now All I right. get it. What you're saying. Let's wrap up with Atlanta. Um, this, okay. I will. This is like one franchise that pretty much can do no wrong. In my eyes, I've always just really loved Atlanta. There was, there was a moment where I took a break and didn't watch for a little bit because some of my favorites were gone, but I, I don't, I just love the fact that like even Sonia being brand new is having an event for her mommy nation, which I think is a really cool concept um, that she's bringing like all these blogs into one space and trying to really help build a community of black moms together. If anyone's done any sort of like Googling or just like listening to things, you know, that the black maternal mortality rate is so high. A black woman is four times more likely to die than a white woman, woman with the exact same symptoms. So there's like, I think a need to create this village. And I love that she's doing that, but I love that even this moment that's like, oh my gosh, like how empowering, how wonderful. And I'm like, God, I really love Sonia. And then she's like, and I uninvited Drew to my photo shoot. I'm like, oh, we're, we're right back at it. We're getting shade. We're getting drama. And I th- I just was like, this is epic. And this is why I love Atlanta. Yeah. No, I feel like it's finally back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really think that it's finally, finally back. Um, I do think they need to add one more person from the past. I think mm-hmm. that's what would really solidify it. Just one more from the past. Honestly, in an idyllic world, Nini would be on this, but we know that she's not going to be anymore. I know. But- I would love Nini to come back. I do th- like... I think that bringing Sheree back, bringing Heather to back, Heather to back. I feel like Bravo is like testing it. Cause it's like, we're struggling with finding new talent and new housewives. So can we bring back 
some of the old favorites and see how that goes. And I think for OC, uh, verdict's still out there. For Atlanta, bringing Sheree back has been like, it's it's been magical. Like, I, I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. The fact that she was dating somebody who just got out of jail and then left her in Philly by herself because he said it would be a parole violation. Like, I know. I realized they were outside <laughs> of Park, one of my favorite restaurants. Oh, like, and like that scene, she's just sitting there alone drinking her drink. And it's like, God, this is so sad and depressing. And, but it's also like, this is the type of stuff like you can't, you can't force that. Like, this is Sheree. And this is why we love Sheree because she, did believe that somehow it was going to work with Tyrone. And obviously it's not, but I just, I agree. I think Atlanta is back. It's back at the caliber that it was at its peak. Um, but I would love, I mean, I always, I'm like, I know it was problematic, but I'm like, can we just sample bringing back Phaedra like episodically yeah. and just, just see try it a yeah. little bit? Just see like a little teaser. And if it goes terrible, like, okay, like you had her, she's at one party and it's two episodes type of thing. But if it goes great, which it could, like, how fun would that be? Yeah. I would love for Candy and Phaedra to have to actually like, I would love for Candy to be like, what you did was terrible. And like, actually have like that conversation. I feel like everyone's kind of wanting that. Uh, the other thing, like, and this is also like Marlo, like, God, I love that she finally has her peach. I was a little nervous because some people I think thrive and friend of, and then they become full-time and it's like, Oh, like Camille grammar should always be friend of like, th- there's certain people that it just like fits them. Yeah. But I- I'm loving Marlo having a peach. And I thought it was hilarious that she throws this party for Sheree and she, you know, brings in her Fendi, um, sales guy. And Sheree thought she was getting all that stuff for free. It was like $11,000 worth of shit. I know. Going back to what you were saying, by the way, you make a good point about friend. You know what I think would have been good? We're going back. I don't think Danielle Staub should have only been brought back as a friend. She should have come back as a full-time housewife. And then I don't think she would have felt the need to try as hard. And she Ooh. wouldn't have gone down as hard as she did. Do you that's know like what I mean? A, I that's like a really brought- interesting theory. Yeah. Like yeah. she... Yeah, she went too hard trying to prove that she should be a housewife where she would have mm-hmm. had that. The pressure would have been off. I also wonder, like, t- like you know, there's a lot of rumors that Jackie and Dolores are going to potentially, more Jackie might be friend of. Everybody's always calling that Dolores becomes friend of. I think she always deserves to be full-time, mainly just because of Frank. But, um, like, someone like Jackie could also thrive in a friend of position because she's good at stirring up shit. She's not afraid to go toe-to-toe with Teresa or really anybody out there, but then like, she also wouldn't have the pressure of having to share everything and be in every totally. episode. It could, I don't know. Like it, I go could back work. and forth. It could work. Yeah. I mean, some housewives that like Luann and Portia had some of their best seasons as friends. Yes. I, the best Luann ever was, was when she was friend of. Yeah. She got along with Carol. She got along with everybody. I wonder too, now we're going really off topic though. Do you think there's like any potential that a Manzo, not even necessarily Caroline, but like a Manzo in general would come back as a friend of? Ooh, like a Dina even? Yeah. Like she's visiting Jersey. She's living there for the summer or for the fall or for whatever reason. Like, would we, like, will we potentially see Dina, like, I guess, even at, like, Teresa's wedding in the next season? Like, that, I... I, I hope I'm, so. I've always been a proponent for a Caroline comeback. Um, you know, I just feel like Caroline has such history with Dolores and Teresa, and she's friendly with Margaret. 
I mean, if we're, we're, we're going to bring back anybody, I would bring back a Manzo. I bring back Caroline. I don't think Dina is good reality TV. I've said it from the beginning. I don't think that, I just don't think she's a good reality TV, Dina. Um, she was no, always she, boring to me. She was good because of Caroline. Cause she was Caroline's yeah. sister and they, and then, and then they were married to brothers. That is the one thing like I would love. I, well, I loved the Manzos like Manda Manzo with children. I thought I just like loved them. In me general. too. Um, and I know her daughter isn't interested in being a reality TV. Like everyone always suspects her and her husband are divorced, but like, they just, he doesn't even want to be on her Instagram because she has so many followers. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, we got way off subject there, but I do <laughs> like, I would, I mean, I, I have so many theories on Jersey, um, on how like, it'd be so fun even to just have like a nostalgic, like mini season where yeah, they break. I would love that. That's what I think the beauty of this new Peacock is. If they brought back Caroline, Jacqueline, Teresa and did and Danielle and like did something with them. Yeah. I, I mean, even just like, yeah. OG specials are like bring, yeah. Previous housewives. Um, I, I agree. They, like Peacock is semi annoying, but also it gives Bravo a lot more flexibility to test certain things. Like Miami did really well. So now like they're replaying Miami on Bravo ultimate girls trip. Like, I just feel like those are things that like they never would have tested out on Bravo, like the network, but now that they have, totally. Peacock, you know, so maybe we haven't seen the last idea, uh, idea, Vegas trip. Jacqueline lives in Vegas. Jacqueline said she'd be open to a Teresa reconciliation. Teresa says, said the same thing. Teresa goes to visit Jacqueline. Caroline's already there. Danielle Staub is on, is doing a strip tease in Vegas and runs into them at dinner. That's like, my head spinning. <laughs> I would, I would love it. I, I, I honestly would love it too. If Jacqueline and Teresa did some sort of sit down or there was like a mini series of them, because I felt like when they had their falling out, it just made me so sad. Like, I felt like they truly were friends that really did love one another. And when Teresa wasn't getting along with her brother and sister-in-law, like it, like Jacqueline became her family. Oh, so. totally. I've always loved Jacqueline. She yeah. went a little nuts for last season, but other than that, uh, she did go a little. Yeah, we'll get. I'll, I I agree with that, but I think she's ready to come back. She's learned her lesson, and she'll come back better than ever. Um, real quick, going back to Atlanta, what are your thoughts on Drew um, this season? Because I really didn't think she deserved to come back, and I'm still struggling with why she's here. We're having a tough time with second season housewives these days. With let's go all the way back to you know Leah Bronwyn. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Wendy Acefo, Drew, Crystal. We're having just a tough season with a tough time with second season housewives. And I don't know why. What do you think? I don't know if it's like this sense of like in the beginning, I wonder if sometimes not that people are easier, but like, it's more like, okay, it's their first season. Like they're getting their feet wet. They get a little bit more of like a, a grace period. And then the second season, we either expect more, or I think too many of them watch the first season and like take detailed notes. And it's like, well, I'm going to do it differently this time. People said I was boring, like a Teddy. It's like, everyone said I was boring. So now I'm going to try to like do something and then it like completely backfires. And it's like, I feel like, you know, some of these people have tried too hard to play a character or try to change the things about them that they're hearing people don't like. But the one thing I think that even viewers sometimes forget some of our favorite housewives, our favorite housewife moments are with the people that like universally were disliked. Like you've got to yeah. have somebody that's okay with being the villain and okay with being disliked. And I think some of them try so hard to win over the fans. Like not everyone gets to be a Kyle Richards that 
for the most part, I know she can be a bit polarizing, but for the most part, everyone seems to really like her no matter what she does. Yeah. Like we need like the Danielle Stobbs. We need, honestly, we need the Erica Girardi's. If Erica left, what would Beverly have? have? Like she knows people can't stand her and she thrives in it. Like what she was saying, like, I love being a bully. Call me a bully. It's like, you need those people. Yeah. And I always go back to like the Tamra formula. Like if we were going to get rid of people every single time they had a bad season, like it, it's fucking ridiculous. Like Tamra would have been gone a million and five times. There were so many seasons where everybody ganged up on Tamra. Yes. And now everyone wants our back. That's the other thing too. I always say like, we need to be careful who we say get rid of because like when we got rid of Tamra, I don't know if it was so much Vicky. I think it was more getting rid of Tamra. OC like plummeted. Like everyone's like, I hate OC. It's so boring. It's painful to watch. And it's like, everyone wants her to come back now. And so it's like, oh, we kind of have to be careful who we, who we say get it rid of. It makes me so sick. It just, it's so annoying too. Like how everybody wanted Brahman gone. And then they're like, well, the only way that Noella and Jen make sense is with Brahman. I'm like, stop freaking. Yeah. <laughs> but just keep our opinions to ourselves from now on. I think OC has got a, I don't know how OC, like that's going to be like the toughest, like puzzle to put together all the pieces, but so um, out of the reboots, quote unquote, Atlanta's definitely done the best job for sure. They like bringing, they've brought back the right people. Like look when they brought back Portia, you know, like they've had like Nini left for a little bit, came back. You've got Kenya who's left and came back. Like you've got these women who like, I don't know, maybe it's because like they truly are all like not, they might not live like super close, but they do run into each other and they do like run in the same circle. And I think that has a lot to do with it. The same with Jersey, you know, like Dolores wasn't there from the beginning, but yet somehow Dolores knows every single housewife that's ever been on New Jersey. And I think it's because all of these people really do run in the same circle. So they know stuff about each other. Like people are like, we knew about Jennifer Aiden and her husband's, you know, affair. We didn't talk about it, but we all knew about it. Whereas Dorinda worked so well when she came back. That's so, yeah. Well, and everybody wants Dorinda back too. It is kind of like wild, but I do feel like Drew, I don't know. I don't really quite understand where Drew fit in and how she got into Atlanta. And maybe she's the one, like, could we remove her and bring back a Phaedra or bring somebody else back or just bring in like Sonia's coming in very strong, just bring in somebody that's a strong personality. And I think it would be like almost the ideal, perfect cast. It's, it's great. I'm a big proponent of keeping and adding. Like you keep people, just add more. And that's what Beverly Hills has done. And it's worked really well for them. That's true. And everyone, I mean, I was one of them. I thought it was gonna be way, like, I'm like, we have 11, not really, but we had like eight housewives at one point. I'm like, that's way too many, but it's working or did right now. I don't think it is, but maybe when Kathy comes back, we'll feel like it's working again. So she, Kathy hasn't been in it at all. No. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. You haven't seen her. We haven't seen her at all. It's rumored that she will be, you know, coming back and is back. Like there's this, we saw the scene that she, you know, is trying to get into the shop and they say, don't let her in. I don't know what happens. Like, I don't know if she shows up for this Aspen trip. Cause that's where it like allegedly the homophobic, um, homophobic statement was made. And then like, she like goes away or what, but we like, we there's, she's on, they have her on air. I just don't know how long she will like how many episodes she'll be in and how long she's in each one. She has said publicly though, she will be at at the reunion. So she, I mean, like she's, she's not going to not show up. Now, what do we think about it? Going back to Atlanta. What do you think this is 
the cast for the future. You said about getting rid of Drew, maybe. But what do you think about just letting it marinate one more year and bringing back somebody else or just adding on? I'm open to adding on and and, and pass and or bringing someone back. I think bring in one other person and then I'm okay with keeping Drew, give her one more year. And if she really struggles and I think, I don't know if necessarily get rid of her. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I think maybe test her out as a friend of. Yeah. And she, maybe she's one of those people that will thrive in that, in that role. Um, well, listen, if I were on these shows, I would want to be a friend. Same. You kind of get to pick what's being filmed and what isn't like, you're like, oh, I don't want you to like at my house, but you can film me going on the trips. Like, sign me up. Yeah, me too. Ugh, well, Anthony, agree. as always, it was great talking with you. I love like you just are such like a just a historian of Bravo. You know so much about all the past and all the people, and I just like could talk about it with you forever. Thank you though so much for coming on the podcast and remind everybody how they can find you on social media. Sure. You can find me at Anthony Lario, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-L-A-R-I-O on Instagram and TikTok. And if you need help with social media marketing or PR, you want to get your name in press, reach out to me and I will help you. Or if you want to start a podcast, Anthony, like literally like plucked us out of nowhere and has been the best coach for us. So cannot recommend using Anthony's services enough. Anthony, Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, We will talk to you soon. And everyone else, we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.